Season's greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sandana School of Film Podcast. Join us on this most festive journey through time oh. as we discuss all Christmas genres of film. Okay, I'm getting a bit over it. As we discuss uh, one genre, genre. of film. <laughs> you, did, you did well, though. Yeah. My name is Tim. Uh, with me in the booth, as per usual, is mm, Brad Angels. Joyeux Noël. Merry Christmas. <laughs> But, uh, what did you just say? I, I just Noel. welcomed you all. What is that? Bonne de tap. I still don't know what that means. Though. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Merry Christmas. All oh, right. Um, well, it's interesting that you yeah, say interesting that. Interesting that I said that. Brad, because today, no one knows what we're doing. The The title of the episode is just Christmas episode number whatever. Four, and it's four. I'm pretty sure it's four. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, because we've done Home Alone, we've done Gremlins, and we've done Die Hard. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure they're the three. Did we do Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Like last year. Yeah. <laughs> really? It was yeah. like the most recent one. <laughs> wow. Come on, Jules. Um, today. Finishing off the year with a bang. We are. And. Topical. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, it hasn't been a very joyous year. Um, and I'll tell you what, we're not about to make it that much more joyous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because today we are going back to 2005 and we're going to watch the movie, say it Brad, please. Jouer Noël. Jouer Noël. Jouer Noël. Oh, that's nice. Um, now, bef- so, so everyone pause and go <laughs> yeah. watch the movie. Before you just stop and turn the podcast off, hear us out, all right? Keep listening to this. Let us convince you yep. that this is a film you should see. We've, yeah. we had this a, is absolutely a film you we should had see. A, well, yeah, we had a lot of talks about what we were going to choose today. And there was a little short list, which we won't go into because clearly they're going to come up at a later date. we need that material for Correct. <laughs> um, and yeah, this one just kind of, it just sparked a little bit there. Because well, it's a bit different to what we've done before. Yeah, big time. So it's not a happy, fun film. No. But then if, you're the, but if you're the wet bandits, neither is Home Alone. <laughs> this yeah. is... Hans Gruber didn't have a good Christmas. Either. Yeah, actually, everyone say. in that town of the Gremlins invaded didn't oh. really have a good time. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what about that Gremlin? That so got we're put bang in the on microphone. brand, really. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to see it. John McClane didn't have a very good time. No, no. Hans Gruber definitely didn't yeah, have a very yeah. good time. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, do keep listening on um, because yeah, this is a this is a good one. This is definitely, and it's one that I didn't know about before no, today. I so a lot of people film. don't know about this film. Mm. Um, it hits it's you right in the feels. Yeah, I, I checked it out, and it's in a lot of people's top ten, even in their top five Christmas films. Okay, yeah, purely right. because it's a bit different. Yeah, right. Mm. It's not your average Christmas film, although it is it, it's very much a Christmas film. Yeah, big time. Probably, probably the most Christmas film we've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon. Well, let's um, let's get back to two thousand and five oh, yeah. to check it out. Um, before we do, uh, at the San Dimas School of Film, we acknowledge. And are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands that we are recording on. Let's go, Jules. Gentlemen, we're history. He's here, you guys. He's here. He's been. 
before we get on to the serious bit. If you've got kids and you watch Bluey, I highly recommend watching the two Christmas episodes yeah, this two year. Christmas they ones. are absolutely fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> you what know who ain't going to watch Bluey? My vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> As a dad. Um, <laughs> wow. Bingo. Bingo. Oh, it's gone a bit weird now. All right, well, um, before we crack on, it is time for our favourite segment. It is... <laughs> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Made me laugh. Oh, wonderful. Oh god. Now, as a disclaimer, I fully anticipate this is episode is going to be two histories with Brad's. We're going to do a 2005 history, but the rest of the episode is going to be a World War One history. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, putting the pressure know. on you, Brad, we'll but that's just we'll how we do I got it. a lot more to talk about, and then than this. So there's, uh, well, yeah, okay, we'll get them. <laughs> two thousand five, rated M, hour and fifty six, which is nice and comfy, and it's in two point three five to one. Sorry, Jules, that's a good no line. guessing. It is a no, well, it's kind of standard. That's um, interesting thing I just found out just then. Uh, release date was December the fifteenth, two thousand and five, which is my birthday. Aww. Aww. Nice. Well, not two thousand five. I was born a little bit before that. <laughs> uh, what happened in two thousand five? Pope John Paul II died. The uh, IRA uh, ended their armed conflict with the British government. Lance Armstrong won his seventh Tour de France. Or did he? Um, The big winter ice storm hit the Atlantic coast of North America, um, which I do remember because I was there the year after and they were still putting shit back together from... Wow. From, yeah, so it got to temperatures of in some areas, of especially in the northern parts of Canada, of minus 52. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. It's really cold, eh? It's really <laughs> cold, eh? Yeah. It's a bit chilly, eh? bit chilly. Um, Oscars, Jamie Foxx for Ray, Hilary Swank for Million Dollar Baby, and Million Dollar Baby won the Oscar. That'll do for two things. Now, did the French Canadians call this Merry Christmas? <laughs> Just to screw with <laughs> Just because. <laughs> Strangely enough, it was actually known because it is purposely in French. Mm. Um, it was known as uh, Joyeux Noël in most countries, but some other countries did change it to um, whatever Merry Christmas is. So in Brazil, it was Feliz Natal. Uh, Colombia was, uh, which was really interesting. So they called it Noche de Paz, which is Night of, I can't remember what Paz is in um, in Spanish. Spanish wasn't um, that good. It's something. Um, and so, but most other countries, it was known as Joué Noël because it's kind of, the point of the film is that yeah. it's in it's in French. So this film is in three languages. Yeah, um, yeah straight off the bat, loved it. Loved yep. it. Uh, uh, oh, 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 can we, can we just go through the synopsis yeah. just for? Okay, oh, yeah, sure. Well, this one, I think it's important yeah. that this we do it for this one at least. So <laughs> this movie is based heavily around uh, a fact of in 1914. So the first Christmas of World War One. Um, people thought the war was going to be over in a very short time. Um, and so in northern France, very close quarters fighting was the British um, army, which in this case was a bunch of Scots. The French army fighting against a very large battalion of Germans in a northern French town just on the outskirts of the town, like literally just on the outskirts of the town. So yeah. being a very provincial French town. So Christmas uh, 1914 comes along. They have a ceasefire. They all get out of their trenches to go and collect their dead. Um, and basically, they just forget the war's on. And the ceasefire lasts for over the day into Christmas. There's a game of soccer, which is the... There's another version of this film more about the soccer match. 
Right. Um, but it's basically they they had a ceasefire, which was not looked upon nicely mm. by no. any of the official generals from all three sides mm. later on. So the um, these people were basically court-martialed through considered to be mm. leaving their posts. Yeah. But this is a true story, so this actually happened and uh, their letters, um, it was denied by everyone, very much like Top Gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, but all the this. letters have got through. So the the German army found all the letters and stopped most of the letters, but some got through. So the only reason this was actually ever sort of got out to the public was that the letters had actually got back home to the yeah, French wow. and, and the German and the, and the um, Scottish... Uh, regiments that were there. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, which they point out in the film. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Al. Um, sorry, you loved it. Sorry. I, uh, no, straight off the bat, I loved how this was just in everybody's language. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, re- Hunt for Red October yep. switch into English or, or into anything, and to the point where the actors were switching languages as well. Like Diane all in Kruger. context, though. Diane Kruger. Yeah, yeah, all in, all in context, for sure. Like, she... she just drop into French. I love it. Oh. And, and not even just French, like good French. Yeah, and like so would like really Daniel Brühl, he'd just switch to French. And English. And English. Frederick Zoller. Yeah, yeah. Frederick Zoller, yeah. yeah. And was it, who was the other one? It Baron was, um, Zemo. Oh, no, he was Nicky Louder too. Oh, he yeah, was he was Nicky too. Louder, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, What's her name from... <laughs> yeah, Hammersmark. Bridget von Hammersmark. Yeah, Diane, yeah, Diane Kruger. And, um, Diane Kruger, she's I can't amazing. remember what the French oh, he's guy, he was Etienne from The Beach... Oh, okay, oh, he was too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. It took somewhere. me the ho- like literally the last five minutes. I'm like, idiot! Oh my god! I didn't want to IMDb. I know. Oh, all the main guys have been in heaps of stuff. And not boxing. Bo- Bali. Boxing. Boxing. Freaking Bali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy Elliot's dad yeah, yeah, as yeah. the the Scottish. Yep. But we were quickly Father. talking about this earlier. So there's like you know a lot of the actors in this. You know they've been in lots of stuff, lots of cool stuff like Lord of the Rings and blah 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 and everything. So I. I actually thought this film was a lot older than 2005. Yeah. Um, but then again, I suppose when you think about it, 2005 was 15 years ago. Yeah. So, um, oh, so it was, it was kind of a long time ago. I saw this probably the first time in about 2006. I was just flicking through SBS one day on a Christmas time and it came on. And I've seen it quite a few times. So I actually watched this this time without subtitles. Sort of pushing my boundaries oh, of look my, at you go. my French. So my, my basic French and my even more basic German. Um but I kind of knew what the gist of the story was anyway, so I kind of didn't need it. And plus, yeah. I physically couldn't get the subtitles to work. You know so. what? Like, after all that, it took me an hour to get it on the television. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With and the subtitles. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a bit hard to watch. Yeah. It, look, um, if your French and German is up to scratch, this film is on YouTube, like, unsubtitled. Yep. Yeah. So, right. yep. um, even if you, you know, I highly, re- I highly recommend it. So, I don't know, this... We were talking about it earlier. This is, this is definitely not a nice film, but it's one of those ones where it's historically correct. This mm. actually happened... Christmas is not nice for everybody, and it was not nice for these guys at the time. But I, as much as there's so much oh, like horrific stuff that happens in this film and and just terrible humanity, there's also a hell of a lot of pure humanity in this film. Yeah. Like the actual where they when they actually cause the ceasefire and they go out and they start talking to each other and nobody wants to be there. Yeah. And they all just start, you know, just showing photos of their wives and and yeah. trying to communicate with all different languages and and getting past the language barriers and just making friends and 
and so the the German commander's telling you know the French commander that you know he loves Paris and his wife loves Paris and oh. that now he knows where he lives that after the war would it be okay to you know if they're caught up and you know and, well no and he's saying I mean, when we when we invade and we take yeah. over well, Paris, <laughs> <laughs> well, the line though you know you don't have to take over France to come and visit yeah you know, yeah like, yeah it's just like ah oh, jeez but we discover that his wife is French yes yeah as well yeah which and is full on yeah when you well we also we discover a lot about him so yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. also Jewish he's Jewish yeah yeah. So um, which obviously in World War One meant nothing so much. Yeah. Um, but it's just, and there's a lot of really great sort of portrayals of World War One in this. So even to the point of where the Germans have taken over the the that enormous Maison, mm-hmm. and the the owners of the Maison are in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dana Kruger comes in and she starts speaking German, and then she just instantly switches to French and starts having this beautiful conversation yeah. with this the owners of the of the house and she's purposely brought in just as entertainment for yeah. the for the generals but they go back into the house and it's full of german generals and they're taking all these people's stuff out of the house and they're not really caring about it and they're dropping paintings and yeah. you turn up at the front and all their stuff's in boxes on the front steps and they'd literally just taken over this place mm. and so i find i found it was really interesting film especially from a war point of view where you had the french defending their own land the scots there Defending the good and the friendship of you know and the you know and what they consider yeah, to be good the allies and it, and then the Germans sort of you know being the invaders and it was really great to see three different sides of it and how I don't know it was like they were so close like yeah. you know they had the sign on the on the wall that said Froggy Land five feet and yeah. the French were literally five feet away and they had I can't remember what they had written on their wall but it was the same equivalent thing it's on the, the other side yeah. Yeah. and then the Germans were literally like you could throw a tennis ball to them yeah. you know and they'd sat there for well there was months and yeah. they hadn't moved yeah stalemate pretty much yeah, yeah. Um, and, and even to the point where they were talking when they finally have the ceasefire and they go out and they're talking about oh you know, you guys can come and collect your dead that have been there since early November. Oh, yeah. yeah. So two months of these dead, yeah, rotting people. No, like just. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It just brings a whole heap of things where they they have the mass and everyone's just like so. The well, there you go. There's another language. So the mass was done in Latin, in Latin because yeah. it was done in you know Catholic church was done in Latin back then, mm. um, and which was. Which was really full on because it it tied back it ties further into the film with the when he goes when the father goes back after like they're all at mass and they all know the words like they're all following they're the same all, they're religion. all just people yeah. at that they're, stage yeah but they're all like you know they're all the, the whole thing has been like God will guide us and God will help us win this war but they're all. Worshipping the same deity, like it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same service that he gives to everybody. Yeah, like. yeah, and because of it being in that unified language, and everyone's responding at the right time mm. in Latin. Yeah, and it was just it was just bizarre. And even they said it was. Uh, he says it was like a like a, a moth to a flame, or a, a and mm. you know a, a fire for a cold person. And yeah. people were coming, whether they be religious or not. They were just yeah. there for the human, they were there the for humanity, the warmth, and, yeah. and the yeah. warmth, and, and being drawn to it, and. I don't know. That's the thing. Like the one thing that struck me was the like the whole. You see a lot in war films just about the courage to fight, but the courage to not to walk over the trench. Yeah. Without a well, yeah, they had their weapons, but do you know what I mean? Like what a like what did that take Mm -hmm. to trust that they weren't just going to get shot? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that that moment itself is terrifying. It was a good build up too because they they built up with the the singing. Like the singing 
yeah, across spring, the trenches. The bagpipes, and then they were singing yeah. with the bagpipes. Yeah. And, like, and it was yeah. the, like, you know, the guys had uh, stopped singing and there was the applaud from the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And then they all put the Christmas trees up as like a, as this little Is sign. That, and you, Brad, you might know. The of course you'll know. Christmas trees every five metres... No, they're only Is that little. What they said? Is that was that legit? Like, did they do that? I don't know. There, there was a mental. shot. I I felt when when they all started their Christmas Eve celebrations. Right, they were drinking whiskey, and he's like, "Oh, where'd the pipes come from? Who brought bagpipes? This is amazing." And that's where you saw like the froggies five feet that way, mm-hmm. and like that whole scene was quite humorous and light. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> I like it because they cut to the Germans who were just like. Engulfed by Christmas trees, <laughs> yeah. like they were just like trees freaking everywhere. They're like, "Oh, just give them more trees. That'll that'll yeah, make them the, happy." Yeah, but the, the guy in charge didn't want to. See, he's like, "This is what a waste to send yeah, all yeah. these trees to the front yeah. line." But that was like, I thought that worked yeah. really well so to be like, and literally everyone on the front lines like, "Yeah, what yeah. a waste!" And they got completely like shoulder to shoulder <laughs> with trees. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying it's like the the general saying like he's like it. Will take me longer to get these trees to the front line than it will my artillery. Yeah, yeah, or, or something mm. yeah. Then the cannons. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, so we're we're talking we're we're six months into World War One. Yeah, which everyone thought would be over by Christmas. So mm. Remind me because I can't remember what was the duration of World War One. Fourteen, eighteen. So f- about four and a half years. About four years. Okay, four and a half years. Yeah, right. I tell you what, the uh, the French uniform. Oh, I tell cool. you what, sharp. That's a uh, le sharp. <laughs> So it's it's a, just a bit of French for like, you. I have to admit, though, not to ever really ever want to even come close to agreeing with a Nazi, but they are they're oh they're well dressed, dresses. yeah. Well, Some of those leather coats, oh. yeah. Well, in especially in World War Two, yeah. they well because all the uniforms were designed by Hugo Boss. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> is that right? That's, yeah. And it's been still to this day, everyone will completely agree that the Nazis were the best dressed military force ever oh. because they were dressed by a proper designer. And that's why the there's a lot of. Yeah. I don't know about the pantaloon things. What are those wide... Like jodpers. Is that what they are? Yeah, I don't know about um, those ones. It's a word I know. Jodper. Best best dressed army ever. Yeah. Well, the French in World War One though. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. They had a real Civil War vibe going on there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was... With the bayonets and the... I'm just like, oh, this oh, is... But even in that scene, so the Scots have got their bagpipes and uh, the Germans have got the Christmas tree and you go to the French thing and they're sitting down at a table having a dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Scott's so French. <laughs> uh, look, I'll get my massive gripe out of the way Ooh, earlier. Okay. okay, okay. The singing in this film oh, was atrocious. It was so bad. It was not, like... It was obviously not them singing, but it was out of time. Okay, so like now, it was out of sync. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm like, there is no way that it was this at is the dinner with the dignitaries, and she's singing to his face. Oh it, no, it was right when and we first saw her, mm. and when she was on stage. But I thought that was the most noticeable because it's it was a close she's up right of there. her. I kind yeah. of theorized that the even though I was watching this right in my face, I kind of theorized that maybe the rest of the film was actually out of sync. As well, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was more. No, okay, I didn't find. Uh, no, no. Okay, yeah, it was I, bad. I like. I actively noticed it during the singing. Like the the if you closed your eyes, the singing was fine. It was beautiful. Yeah. And but it was so distracting. Yeah, yeah it was. It was very like nice. it was really. It really took me out of it. Yeah. Mm. Like the singing it, itself wasn't bad. Yeah, oh, like I said, close oh, your singing eyes. Singing was great, and the yeah. singing was beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Dub lip sync era, you know, they yeah. didn't really nail that part. 
I, th- I swear there was a couple of scenes where she had her like mouth closed and I'm like, whoever's singing that has their yeah. mouth open and their yeah. pipes are mm. belting it out. You know, mm. yeah. I like the difference though between especially the male singer. Um, Spring. Sprig. 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 Um, the difference between, and obviously, you know, portrayed into the film, but because he, he obviously didn't want to be there at all and thought the whole thing was just a waste of time. But the difference between him singing to the general and then singing to the troops. Yeah. Was yeah well, that's the like thing. A, he got to leave the front line to go and attend a posh dinner and like... Mm. But he didn't yeah, like he he didn't want to be there. He didn't, he didn't want to be, be in either of them. But no. he, you could see like even his character portrayed it really well that he actually enjoyed singing to the troops more than he enjoyed yeah. singing to the. Well, troops. he was itching to get back to the front line. He didn't want to leave. Mm. And that's kind of a a, leave his a really there. poignant. Or it's I mean that's a, that's a big part of the movie. Is is it like this movie has a really big dig at the hierarchy? Oh, yeah. Like everybody on the front line, yeah. Like you said, nobody wants to be there, and they all come out, and they're all just chilling. And it's the people who have the issues are the generals, they're the up, the up highs. And then when, yeah, when he goes back, and yeah, he, he's he's doing that, they're sitting around drinking cognac and, and bloody, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want eating be. pastries. It's like this is pointless. This is stupid. We're mm. all out in the cold, dying, and it's like it's just a dumb thing, you know. Like it's it was interesting. It was an interesting, pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I did enjoy. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, um, I like where the film went. I thought, I thought, you know, when they got to Christmas Eve, I I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, we're, we're like not even halfway through. Mm. I want, like, what have we got? What what are we gonna do after this mm. this ceasefire? And I was expecting it to go back to like just normal war, real like heavy tragic. Yeah, now yeah, we've had to go straight back to this. Yeah, but and it didn't, and it didn't, and I. And I loved how like little like war and gore was in this film, yeah. And that it went back to their to their like reintegration to the rest of to outside this this front line situation, like you know the father going back to his parish and the and the bishop or whatever the hell that guy was like giving that speech. That speech was like that was messed up. Where he's like, God, he's talking to the new. Yeah, troops. he's talking yeah. to all the new but troops and he's yeah, like, we've got to kill the Germans. and The kids at the start, they're like, they're getting taught that in school. The kids yeah. are saying that. They're like, we have to kill the Germans. Yeah. We have to kill them all. But women and, and everyone. And it's just like, you know, like, oh my God. it's like, oh, the Bible is about love. and you know, But then yeah. there's, you can easily just manipulate to say, oh, Jesus' sword or whatever it was. I can't yeah. remember the wording, but mm. it's just like, man. Yeah, he says that right at the top of that speech. Yeah. like yeah. He's oh. like, nah, that's a sword. Yeah. Like, and you're, kill them all. Yeah, you've got the sword kill now, guys. Kill them all. <laughs> Yeah, great, great film. Um, <laughs> I like the bit where the the German comes across and says, "Oh, we've just got news that in," and he says it to the French guy. And luckily, my French was able to pick up this when he says, "You know, the, there'll be a bombing. All right, you know, yeah. artillery oh, range in ten minutes, minutes. So come back this way." And then I'll sit down and go, and that was done. And the Scottish guy's basically like, uh, no, nah, it ain't over yet. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a retaliation. <laughs> and you see him all get out of the trench again yeah, and walk and back walk over across. the other side. great. Because it was like this nice humanity moment, but it's like th- there's comedy there. Like it yeah. was yeah. just the, the oh, okay, here we all oh, go. We all walk off, across. across. And it's not like they rushed. Like they're just like, okay, we'll walk across. And yeah. yeah. I'd say in, ter- in terms of like, you know, right in the feels moments, because there was a lot of them in this movie. I like sitting there just going, oh, God, it's getting me in the feels. Absolutely. For me, it was the the returning of the wallet 
Like he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like, I only have a drawing of my wife. And then he sees this obviously incredible drawing. Yeah, straight away. Ruo Lane. And he's like, yes. He's like, oh. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, yeah. the, like, oh my God. The bit where the, at the you see at the start, so the first time you see the Scots and they're leaving the parish and the older brother's so excited and drags the younger mm. brother across. Yeah, and then yeah. you see that, like, you know, when he's carrying the older brother back yeah. and then he dies. That was like, oh, yeah. Okay, that's a bit harsh. Well, and, well, and later in the film, he's lying he's, he's next to him letters. with his blanket. and Yeah. but Oh, oh and he keeps sending letters yeah. to his mum saying, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was horrific. Yeah. Pretending um, he was still alive. And yeah, that like, bit where he actually, when they finally go out and he finds him and he's just sort of like, he's just devastated beyond. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. But even after that, like after he buries him and he still writes the letter to his mum, he's like, they're going to give him an award for being like, for the killing the most. Quick, yeah. Best shot, oh. The crack like, shot. Oh, dude, like what a like, and even to the point where, he, so his know, like, anger and everything really comes down on him even more later in the film. Yeah. yeah. Where the, where the, the general's telling them to shoot the Jerry that's running around. No one else wants to do it. They all fire in the air and you see him sort of scatter off a bit and he pings him. Yeah. And then you find out it's actually mm. the French guy. The French, uh, the, the funny French guy. Yeah. He was good. The, coffee guy, with the, the well, coffee guy with the alarm clock. You see it earlier on when he's he's spending time with William and that other German soldier approaches him with the bottle of yeah, yeah, champagne. He's, he's not okay. And he's just like, he's, he's holding his knife, kind of shaking. And yeah. He's the one that gives it a what? He's the first letter that we here right because they're like oh you know sit with the germans i'm not going to do that like it's written in a letter i think he was the kind of the first letter that alerted the i definitely read authorities. one of those i just i didn't assume that was him i just ah, thought right. so there would have been a myriad it, it what it what it told me was that this event did happen yeah because the guy was like yeah i'm not going to go over there like he was mm. like that was definitely happening while he was writing that letter but yeah. he wasn't with it which I'm sure, you know, maybe mm. not everybody was like. Yeah, big time. I yeah. think it it showed that, like, with the getting back to the whole, you know, the humanity of the whole thing of when they're they're all sharing their their bits and pieces and they they do the swap of the chocolate for oh the, for God, the wine. I love that scene. And it's like he takes a bite and then he's like, "Hey, take my wine." Gets to him like forces it at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the other funny thing of when they're talking about like the farm cat that keeps showing up all the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's Felix. <laughs> No, no, I can't remember what he calls it in French. He calls it uh, uh, Etne or something. Yeah, I've got like, it yeah. written down somewhere. That's actually that's actually a pretty brutal. Oh, Nestor. Yeah. Nestor, yeah. That, that, and cat, then he, that cat got shot for treason yeah. in yeah. real life because it was seen at the... Because it came from the other trench. And, that oh. was, and it had a it was, note on it. And by oh. the by the law, it was technically a spy, so they shot it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I read that afterwards. I wasn't happy. They, t- oh. they talked about that in the film, Did though. they? Yeah, he's like, I had to... I think he oh, said yeah, he, he had to I shoot. Had to arrest the cat for treason. Yeah, maybe he said thought, he didn't kill it. No, but. I think they were joking about it, but maybe that was like a nod to what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I just I loved how the French guy in the end he basically just said, "No, we're in France. It's this name." But I yeah. love it how they're like, "Oh no, no, so, so look, he's he's easy answering to this name. See, no." <laughs> And yeah. it, you see the cat like in so many scenes with like different people. He's with the Scots, and then he's with the French, and then he's with the yeah, Germans. Yeah. It's like, well, the and it's just, just like, oh, whatever. It <laughs> just shows like how a how close they were, mm. but how indifferent the land is yeah. to to the situation. Like the, like the cat's just going. You know, I'm just going to go I'm over there where I normally go yeah. before you guys were here, and yeah. even to the point where they're sitting there, and he he the the French commander. Calls out to get bring the coffee as the alarm goes off. Oh, yeah, that. and the cat's just in the background meowing. Yeah, just hanging out. <laughs> and then literally, you can see the wall of the town. It's it's just there. Yeah, there was um, so that scene where he's cutting the the 
French lit- I, I assume he's the lieutenant. The lieutenant does, yeah. Lieutenant, yeah. Like when he's cutting his hair, and this was something that I, I didn't never really, ex- not never, but I don't experience with a lot of films, especially war films, is how close to home it was for someone. Yeah. And this guy's like, man, you know, I could walk down that road and be home with within an hour, within an hour. On, on foot. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you really experience in a lot of war films because like most of the war films we see is probably probably from the, the Americans, Americans yeah. perspective. Yeah. Or from a British in, point of view as well and they were also, they weren't at home, they were elsewhere. Yeah, yeah whereas right. this guy's like, man, like in terms of having a character defending their land defending and like their, their land. land like an hour's down the road and I, I kind of sat down and I was like, man, here I am, I'm in comfortable Oakley South and I'm like, Man, I, you know, how long it takes me an hour to walk from here to Huntingdale, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's just up the road. It takes me but then five you, minutes to drive there. You know? But then you imagine to yourself if he survives the war, and it's just always right there. Like yeah. it's not like it's on the other side of the world. And mm. that's it. Like, you yeah, you got to walk like past it, it. Walk past it on the way to the IGA. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. that was I. I really. And that's a that's a really good thing about this film. It's one of the first films that actually touches on that because there's yeah. not too many f- war films where, especially that are set in France, where you're actually getting any aspect from from the, from French. the French point of view. Yeah, well, not that we see anyway. Well, no, no. Like, um, sure, but you know, there. and there's a lot of things. So you know, you get a lot of the you know the war sort of gung ho guys. You know, the French were this and the French were that. No, yeah. you know, they just retreated and did all this sort of stuff. But realistically, as far as the population of France went, considering they were being massively overpowered in, in World War One and World War Two, oh, like World War Two, um, was yeah, that the best thing they did for the people was to surrender. They saved millions of lives by yeah. surrendering. Yeah, um, you know, and then the French Resistance, which was our last film, which was all about you know the the big sort of you know the that, Dark Crystal. <laughs> uh, sorry, not the Dark Crystal. <laughs> Casablanca. Oh, Casablanca. We yeah. got into you know all the resistance <laughs> forces from all the different different things, but the, you know it was left to the resistance to be the yeah. the saboteurs and so forth, and and then obviously the allies that came in later on. Mm. But you know, in World War Two, that almost didn't happen as all as well. Yeah, it, it was only the threat of of England being attacked was even the reason that the Britons went like the Britain went back to France and to fought up to fight off the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, and uh, this world in World War One, especially, it was much more of a. I'm not going to say it. A, it was much more of a gentleman's war. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was the first war of the modern age. So it was the first war where technology was being used. Oh, like um, tanks and things. Tanks started, so tanks didn't start until about 1915. Okay. I didn't know that because I went to the tank museum. Oh wow! Um, which yeah, is you if, if, if you're ever yeah, in a place in in England called Bovington, go to the tank museum. <laughs> All right. It's Fucking awesome. It's Bovington. <laughs> yeah, Bovington. Bovington. Um, so horses were used before that. All right. Um, so for the first two years of World War Two, there was a lot of horses oh, used, of which oh. 90% of the horses that were used by the Allies came from Australia. Oh. Um, so it's funny, you actually get led around the tank museum by this like horse and it's this Australian guy talking to It's like, to g'day, it. mate. <laughs> it is, yeah, no, it kidding. is. Absolutely. I'm a horse, eh? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Struth. Um, <laughs> so yeah, geez, so a bit loud, isn't it? <laughs> machine guns were invented, um, hand grenades were invented, like all these other sort of you know weapons of war were invented. So it was the first sort of real war of modern age, yeah, right. but still very gentleman esque. So you know, did there you were ever, still um, charges and. Did you yeah. ever see War Horse when it came to yeah. Melbourne? Yeah. yeah, the movie was a bit rubbish. I the movie think, wasn't great, but um, the stage was pretty production was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. again. Yeah. Stunning puppetry, yeah. Like, but the fact, really yeah, yeah, the fact you that just watch the TED talk on the puppet, right? And it's, really, and it's pretty breathtaking. But like, I remember halfway through that, I just forgot that they were not real horses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was no like kidding. A, yeah. Wow, 
It's, I think it's doing another run. Is it? Or it like, may have. I think the horse. <laughs> like yeah. the horse casualty rate in World War One was, was in the millions. Horrific. Was in the millions and millions. Yeah. It was, it was, it's insane. Yep. Just, yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, this film, I don't know. This film has always just had something for me from the first moment I've seen it. I saw it, it in years ago. It just, I don't know, it hit, hit something for me because it yeah. was like, I don't know, it's just in this time of absolute horrible part of humanity, humanity shone through. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it just, just has always stood out. And mm. something as as a bit of special film. I totally agree. Like I, and I think it's a very underrated Christmas film. Like, yes. I, I, and I think a lot of people would actually really enjoy the film as much as it's not a great sort of you know happy ending sort of topic. Well, it's not a happy ending for really anyone in the film. Mm. Uh, look, yeah, to be fair, brutal Christmas isn't a particularly happy time for a lot of people. Well, like, exactly. You know, so, yeah. mm-hmm. it's not all. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all the Western world, you know, Well, consumerism. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all jingle all the way. Yeah. <laughs> the quest the quest for Turbo Man. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> <it was> like, <laughs> it reminds me of Frank Costanza when he created Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I was reaching for a doll for my son. <laughs> um um, As I our rain blows down upon him, I yeah. Anyway, I sorry, Jules. I was going to say because again, I'm going to ask you, Brad, because sure. you seem to be our resident historian. He did a major in World War Two. One and two. One, One and two. two. There you okay. go. The the double. So I'm going to assume that. So we see the Germans on the train at the end, and they're being sent to the front line to battle the Russians. Um, I'm going to assume that that's pretty much that scene's pretty much saying, "Yep, these guys are going to go die." Yep. Yeah, so I, I don't know much about the, the war between the Russians and the Germans during World War One, but I'm assuming it was a Russian-dominated... Uh, the Russians were not advancing. They were just protecting okay. in World War One. There was no sort of... They weren't looking for any land. They were just sort of defending. stopping, the, yeah, defending okay. the land that they had. So you could, you could almost... Ass- not assume, but like you could s- potentially say that you know some of these guys in this carriage may have made it through the war. Highly unlikely. You certainly yeah. didn't get that vibe. Yeah, like, I think, it was, it was yeah. pretty much certain death. Yeah, I think that's Figured. definitely what that scene was about. Like, and, and now that you're saying, well, I didn't realize they were only six months in, but uh, now, that, now that you say that they're only six months in, yeah, yeah it's not looking good. For but them. even no. in, well, I think it was World War. Have you ever seen Enemy of the Gates? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that the Soviets. Ran in one with a gun and one holding ammo, and when the first guy dies, the second guy picks up his gun and has the ammo to keep going. Mm-hmm. So it seems like because they didn't have enough guns. Well, yeah, well so they didn't. Russia. The, the they Russians just, didn't have enough guns. They, they were just throwing everything. Yeah, they, yeah. Just yeah. Right. they were throwing it. absolutely mm-hmm. everything at it. But that's yeah. why that's why they were invincible, though. They just kept throwing people at it. Yeah. But it's just there's an, there's actually an incredible video. Not to get too much into World War Two, but there's an incredible video. It talks about the uh, the death toll of each country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets to Germany and Russia, and they literally make a graph out of it. And it's all like you know, little you know, like obviously it's a yeah. They represent million. I think it's a hundred ten thousand people is presented by one figurine, and you know, like America's got a whole bunch, and all these other countries, and then it gets to Russia and Germany, and it just goes up and up and up, and it's like it was like twenty four million God Germans, so a whole country, and I can't remember what it was in Russians, but it was about like twenty million in Russia. And that was just in the war, and, and that's just that's World War Two. Stalin just, killed three times that amount just by himself. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like, so the point of this movie saying that these wars are stupid is pretty on point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's the underlying tone of the whole thing. Is oh, that, totally. 
For what? But I think yeah. Yes, as, for as, what? But yeah. as you said, as you said earlier, the thing that this highlights the most is just the horrific level of power and the involvement yeah. in the actual fight. Yeah, and and lots it, of people in ivory towers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's there's actually a really it's uh, I'm gonna cast your minds to the movie 1917. Yep. Uh, and there's oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Watch it on a plane. Still watch, watch it on a plane. Have you? Uh, did you watch it? I still haven't watched it. Oh, yet. dude, you gotta watch it. No, you gotta no. watch it. I've I've lent Brad the, the Blu-ray, but there's a scene oh. in that where oh fine, don't fine. Worry yeah, don't worry about us. I'll feel. Blue. I mean, I don't have a. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but that's not the issue here. <laughs> I could find. I could one. get one. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. So there's a particular scene in that. Without giving too much away, there's a scene where he's trying to get these orders to a t- particular person to stop something, right? And this. I think he's a major or someone says to this private, he's like, make sure there are witnesses when you tell this because some generals or some men are just in it for the fight. You know, like kind of getting to the point that, you know, the toffs are in their luxurious, you know, hotel enjoying their war whilst, you know, these other people are dying for their entertainment, so to speak. I don't know if you remember that part, but it's it's yeah. Mm. It, was a very, it, it was a poignant line for me. I, I think like, I remember as much as it was a complete and utter comedy until basically the last scene. But um, Blackadder goes forth. Say you're going to say Blackadder, yeah. So Blackadder goes forth is a great commentary of, of the war and all the different people. Like they're they're obviously just sort of like you know characters of the people that you've got. So in that you've got Blackadder, who's you know the commander of the, of the area that's basically just in charge of the troops, knowing that his time is coming. Yeah. Then you've got um, Hugh Laurie's character. Mm-hmm. I can never remember his name. Darling. I oh, know no, that's no, not darling. Hugh Laurie. Um, who's this upper class, educated Oxford, you know, Oxford educated rich boy yeah. who's who wants to be in the fight and wants to be in the uh, you know into the battle, but not allowed to because you're a rich boy and you've got yeah. to go home after the war. Right. You know, but you need to be in the war because it's good for you. Um, you know, and he yeah. keeps talking about boxing and rowing and rugby and yeah. and you know and right. back and eating and all those sort of things, and um and you've got all the other generals. So uh, what's his name? Melchid, Melchid yeah. <laughs> and Darling, who sit back, way back, way behind the lines, and give all the orders. Of which you've got then and you know a smart person, which is the Blackadder character, basically questioning every single order that ever comes through because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just sort of a great commentary of all that, you know, of the different characters that are involved and yeah, the, the levels of. I have, to, I have to check it out. You haven't seen Blackadder Goes Forth? No. It's the best of all the Blackadder. There's Adder. so many things I, I need the best to watch. One. I need to watch. Yeah. Until the last scene. The last scene is one of the most poignant... All right, we'll watch it no, together. No, 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 Horrible. We'll watch it, yeah, we'll watch it. Timmy and I will. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. We'll clash either, heads. And I think it's, it's Blackadder, so it's only like 10 episodes. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, good. <sighs> but the last, yeah, the last scene of that sums up war in general. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. Because they didn't know what to do. It's like, how do you end a comedy you film about it? a war? And yeah. and for the great push, and they end it. It's perfect. It couldn't be any more perfect. God, um, and just, yeah. he's dancing around it a bit too close to, for my liking. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop giving it away. I'm man. trying not he's to. Just, now the ending, guys. I yeah. tell you, the ending, when yeah. it gets to um, this point. <laughs> but so I don't know. Yeah, this film's also having done a lot of traveling, so I've got a lot of relatives that are buried in um, in northern France and Belgium, mm. and um, and a lot of other areas. Um, so having been to these areas and trying to find where their war graves are. It's really oh, wow. interesting to go to these points now. So having you know two major wars go through northern France, where it was basically blown to pieces, yeah. mm. you know, from nineteen fourteen to eighteen, and then you know thirty nine, forty six, or forty five, mm. it's pretty much just blown apart. And you go there now, and you'd never know it was there. Yeah, like the you know the nature reforms itself, and and it just takes over again. Yeah. The only reason you know there that especially in northern France and 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 Belgium, when you're going on the train, 
you're just passing cemetery mm. after cemetery oh, right. after cemetery Jeez. of like of war graves of Gosh. just war grave after war grave after war grave after war grave and it's just it's never ending yeah it's literally never ending it's even to the crazy. point where they in this film where they they take the time to bury the dead and they bury them all together there's no german section french section scottish oh, yeah. section they just they just, just where they lie pretty, pretty much, much. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. and they just sort of drag them off which they would have had to do for a health reason because yeah. flies and disease and everything obviously they were kind of lucky that it was snowing so everything froze yeah but you know, just they just buried them all together, and then the you know the the chaplain was there, and he was going around and blessing everyone, regardless of who they were. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just I don't know. Just weird. Just a weird time that hopefully we'll never have to live through again. Well, oh. we'll never we'll never live warfare like that again because no. war's changed. But it was just ridiculously brutally. Yeah. Just carnage mm. for no reason, no respect for any anything mm. or anyone. It was done. It's just. It's it just doesn't make any sense. And to think that, like, what was it, 22, 24 years later, it was World War Two. How long? It wasn't that long. No, it was how many years? 39. wasn't it? 18. So 1918 and 39, it started again. Yeah, so what's that, 21 years? Mm-hmm. Mathematics. Yeah, so still, in, still within a generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it, they were back at it again. And they keep saying this, there's a lot of points I'm pretty sure they're putting in this, like, you know, we're doing this so we don't have to do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They do say that. They say that. They say that quite a few times. Well, that's uh, yeah. That's I mean, that's that. What the kids are saying at the start, and what the the bishop is saying. It's like you know, yeah, we kill them all so we don't have to kill them again, or Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, dude. Like, like, do they actually say that back then? Like, that's insane. Um, There's a lot of things I really like about this film. I love. I thought the actors were awesome. Um, I love the ability. I, I love the ability of all of them to just switch in and out of languages, whether mm. it be their own and into someone else's or, or whatever. I just thought it was amazing. And I was saying that, that was how, so good, yeah. I was, that was just absolutely brilliant. And just the talent of these actors to be able to do that. Obviously chosen for that skill. Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, they're beautifully fluent in all languages. So I was saying to Al earlier, it's like German's not a pretty language at all. It's quite abrupt and and quite rough to listen to like so it's not french which is a very singing yeah, beautiful but when sort of diane language. Kruger speaks well i was gonna german. say when diana kruger speaks german oh, yeah. my god she's, she makes oh, it sound amazing it's, she's it's just it's beautiful when she speaks it yeah. like the the clarity of which she speaks and how she speaks it she's just amazing yeah great it's I'm, beautiful uh, I'm, I'm learning german at the moment and let me tell you there's lots of and and like all that kind of you know, mm-hmm. like brutal you don't sound like Diane Kruger no I'm no, sorry no, mate. Well, yeah. what is it that's, who's that stand up comedian he does the, the joke about it like you know he's talking about a shuttlecock uh, oh no sorry butterf- butterfly and he's like all these beautiful languages like you know butterfly and blah 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 it's good. and then you get to German and it's like schmetterling <laughs> it's like it's, <laughs> it's like awful <laughs> uh, for a butterfly yeah it's not it's not a beautiful language by no. now look it's it's not Russian it's efficient, yeah, it's efficient. I think the the <laughs> was um Dying Kruger and when and Fassbender's accent in Inglorious there's something mm. about his German yeah. that just sings to me I don't know what it is <laughs> Is is he German or is he Australian? No, he's, no, he's British. Irish. He's British in that. Oh, Fassbender. Oh, sorry. Oh, in sorry. the movie, in the yeah, film, yeah, sorry. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, film, yeah. he's British. Yeah, yeah. three oh, speaking the king. Yeah, three. The, the German three. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go out speaking the kings. kings yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> all right, old boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's um, very English in the film. Yeah, but yeah. he's something about his German accent in that. I'm just like, yeah, speak for the rest of my life. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he is like his German. His spoken German is considered to be pretty much spot on yeah, right. Yeah, right. By, by German people it's like um, 
Except, and the funny thing is, in that film, they're like, "Oh, yeah, you got a weird. funny accent." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe maybe um, that was actually a thing of the time, like Chris oh, true. because yeah. you know, travel is so much more common. You know, like you know, with the modernization of uh, transportation. Yeah, like maybe so, to be in that part of Germany speaking that. Yeah, like I mean, you know how they say in Australia, you can. It's like saying slippery. You can hear Queensland, mate, and then you can. Or someone from South Australia. Yeah, someone from South Australia. Got that. They got that weird sort of Britishy sort of funny (laughs) accent. It's right. bizarre. It's made, not even South Australia. It's an Adelaide accent. I know, I know a few uh, Adelaideans. Mm, they've so got a, to it's, keep a, a bit weird. And then people from Perth sound differently as well. All oh, right. I mean, they're basically yeah. in a different But country, it's not like so. anywhere. So you go to the UK <laughs> and like, you know, so the town down the road sounds completely different to yeah. the town did you've just come from. You know, the, the broad accent, you know. And then you go to Italy where the northern Italians can't understand anyone from the south of Italy mm. at all because it's a completely different language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Roman Italian is not spoken in, in Italy at all. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, de- I definitely think. Sorry, I'll do it. No, no, no. I, I definitely think that. Um, just going back onto Inglorious Bastards, I think Tarantino. <laughs> no, no, it's related. I mean, I was going to talk about the actual movie, but that's no, okay. No, 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 it is related. I think with Inglorious Bastards, I reckon Tarantino he had to have watched this film and taken inspiration oh, for Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it feels very and pinched like, actors and pinched yeah, actors. Yeah. And oh, that's good. I like what she. Yeah, yeah, yeah you come across. Her. Yeah. And oh, the so whole, have a character like her? No, no, no. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and just the the obviously you know for good reason there's an intertwining of, of uh, language. Language. But mm. you know, like. Well, the, I remember that being really refreshing at the time. It's like, yeah, we're all just speaking the language from the country we're from. Like. Yeah. And it's just crossing over, and and there's discussion about, oh, do you mind if we switch into this language, or you know, like, yeah. I re- I really enjoyed that aspect of Inglorious Bastards, oh, I really mm. and it, and and it was like straight into it with this film, yeah. Like the first sequence is the three kids from the three different places, and I'm like, oh, this is great already, yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah. even to the point where there was a lot of sort of like obviously all the the, the heads or the leaders of, of each group were they were very polite to each other. Mm. So if the German guy went to the French guy, he would speak French to him. Mm. And the and knowing that the that the French guy didn't speak German. Yeah. Um whereas he'd go to the Scots and he'd speak English, but then and you know, there was all these different bits and pieces where there was like they were using whatever language was more appropriate for the person that they were speaking to at the time. Yeah, for and I sure. love that continuous switch of languages through the whole thing. And it's one of those things. It's how it would have been. Yeah. yeah. And realistically, it would have been very rare for any of the French or the Germans to have spoken English. Yeah. The French speaking German and German speaking French probably would have been something that happened because before the war they were friendly countries and yeah. you know yeah. the borders of both those countries have changed so much so i've got a friend that's from um his name's marcel he's from a town that has he's i can't remember his last name but his last name's as french as possible he's from a he's from a town he's from a town that has a french name it's in germany because the border changed but like 100 years ago it was french and 100 years before that it was german and 100 years before that it was french Mm. you can literally walk across the border from where he's from into france so that's where they go and get water from when they need it they sort of just go into france and grab water and come back but he's as german as all hell what is it the maginot with the maginot line line. Uh, it's sort of a little bit more south than that but Ah, and then so my my wife's grandmother's from a place called strasbourg which is very french (laughs) very french but it's not Strasbourg. <laughs> Strasbourg Strasbourg is in France yeah right same thing because the border so these countries were you know they were so close to each other people would have spoken each other's languages especially if you live close to the border and wow. but they, they're some yeah, anyone speaking English unless they were probably highly educated which probably the you know the 
Lance Corporals or whatever they were probably mm. would have been. Would have been very rare for anyone on mainland Europe to speak English. Yeah, right. Still is. Unless you go to Germany where everybody speaks English. Yeah, and that's, and that's... Better than we do. Yeah, something, <laughs> you know, I, I'm learning is like, uh, you know, life goals. I'd love to move to Germany, so I'm learning German. And it's like, oh, why are you learning German? There's it's no point. everybody speaks English, but it's kind of like a, well, it's a visa requirement, so mm-hmm. there's <laughs> that. How are you going? Are you struggling? Yeah. It's pretty hard. There's five different thes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's like every language, though. Like, it, no, it is. It's actually learning it. It's it's not to get too off topic here, but it's um. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but it's a little late. But I'll continue. <laughs> no, no, learning it, it's you know what? It, it's a language that seems to make a lot more sense than English. Like in terms of well, we're lucky. Things. We're lucky to have English as our native language. Though. Yeah, because English is the greatest communication language because you can get everything back to front, upside down, leave <laughs> words yeah. out, and someone can still understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just need to be able to get your the the major parts of the sentence across, and someone will understand what you're saying. Yeah, so it's yeah. a great spoken communication language. Yeah, it's a chop shop language, and it is it is made up. It's a bastardization yeah. language of most European languages. Mm. It's Danish, German, French, Latin, whatever thrown G- into it. Germanic or something. It's a Germanic-based Germanic. language, yeah. And hey, just a reminder, you're why? listening to the San Dimas School of Film. Where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are learning a lot today. Uh, you know what? We, Boys, we are absolutely kicking on. I know we want to keep talking, but yeah, man, look, we I'd, are rocking the clock here. I just wanted to place this to a, in into a scenario where I'd see it again. Like, you know, every year, uh, you know, the big topic is what's your favourite Christmas movie? Like, and... And I'm curious to know from you guys is, is, you know, like, why do you enjoy watching a Christmas-themed movie and how would this fit in? Like Compared I, to our other ones? Well, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, because mm. this is a very different tone to to a, a standard well, fare of Christmas film. Well, right? yeah. So, so that's interesting. I mean, what's, I mean, what's the... What tone are we talking about? Because Die Hard has a very non-Christmassy tone. Yeah, I see. I find it interesting because a lot of the films we're covering are just set at Christmas. Just set at Christmas. Yeah. Right? They just you happen what, to be though, at Christmas. I I associate Christmas with a, a very comforting feeling. Yeah, I have a lot of fond memories of you know us at you know up in Horsham and all that sort of stuff. You know, families all together. Yeah, you know all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so. I suppose this film adds a very minuscule amount of comfort to what is an ex- horribly grim mm, situation. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, just I think is just super super highlighted when you when you have it in this kind of setting as opposed to you know a Home Alone or a whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's. Um, I I wouldn't say I I never really go out of my way to watch. A Christmas film, like mm. I, yeah, exactly like you. I just think they're on this has... time of year that it's in everyone's psyche yeah. that the Christmas films are like, and you just end up watching them. I guess is. Mm. It? I think I sure, sure. In terms of actual Christmas theme, and there's two movies that I'd go to. One is a Muppets Christmas Carol because it was a childhood film. Love it to bits, mm. uh, and that's got a heavy Christmas theme about you know, being good to others and blah blah blah. Good valuable life lesson. The other one is uh, the sooty. <laughs> nice, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a childhood yeah. one. I loved it. How good was Sooty? I loved Sooty. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll definitely watch this again mm. for sure. Yeah, and I reckon this could almost turn into a yearly view for me. 
you know, yeah. I mean, for me, it's regardless of Christmas. I'll probably watch this in the next again in the next couple of weeks. We should have a Christmas regardless viewing, regardless of whether it's Christmas or not. Let's have a Christmas viewing together. All right, yeah. I'll sooty, bring over right? some pudding. Yeah. Oh, sooty, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll finish with sooty. We'll watch this yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> so, so hey, don't do it the other way around. <laughs> we'll watch. We'll watch Sicario. <laughs> then this. Then is there, sooty. Is there a Christmas edition of Sicario? Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I have to check. Um, oh man. There you go. Um, there's a bit at the end of the film that I thought was really beautiful, and I'm probably going to butcherize it because it's all in French, and my spoken French is is not. It's going to be better than the three of us. It's going to be music to our ears. We're not going to know. Yeah. All right. So basically, have le in front of it because then I'm all over. Let's be respectful. Um, it it says, "Ce film est dédié à la mémoire des soldats allemands, britanniques et français." Que on fraternes, fraternes les soirs de Noël 1914. Sorry, I can't say 1914 in French. Um, en de multipas en droit du front. So basically just, it translates, as I said, I probably made that sound not as romantic as, as normal, but it basically just says in French, it's just, this is dedicated to all the soldiers of Germany, Britain and France that, um, that fought um, or that became friends on Christmas of 1914 mm. um, from the multiple hands of the front. And like cool. we mentioned it earlier about how how hard that must have been for some of them. Like if you've watched your best mate get shot. Or your brother. Or your brother yeah, or yeah. whatever. And then, you know, this ceasefire happens. Like that's such, how do you even come to terms with that? I don't mm. know. Like that's so... Like what? Are, what? What are we doing here? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Literally. Like. Well, and the thing, they they literally all thought that it was going to go for six months, maybe eight months, and they'd all be home again, and it'd be all be over. But it didn't, mm. and then it happened again. Mm. Fun fact: apparently, since <laughs> <laughs> oh, World War Two, this is the longest amount of peace that Europe has experienced in like a thousand years or something. Mm, have you seen the economic and social? Stature of Europe at the moment. Yeah, but that's that's economic and like yeah, but we're talking about. How do you think wars. these wars started? Yeah, true, but apparently this is the longest peacetime mm-hmm. period that Europe has experienced in years. Like There's so many similarities in Europe right at the current time that are mirrored to what it was. Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it! <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna Brit- start some shit. Britain standing aside, they don't want to be part of mainland Europe. There's yeah. a lot of racial tensions. Germany's taken power over most of Europe financially mm. and has control over most of Europe because of their economic stature. Oh, God. There's a lot of people You're don't like that. You're making me feel grim there's, here, Brad. There's internal unrest through, Merry through Christmas, France, everybody. Spain. The most wonderful <laughs> time of the There's year. been a global pandemic that's gone through. So the Spanish flu went through in, 19, in 1913. Oh, right. No, 19, 1920, I think it was. So. You heard it first on yeah. the oh school my God. film. History, well, yeah. history repeats, Jules. Oh, history God. repeats. But look, one wow. thing one thing is certain, though, is that this is in the BTU. Um, oh, and Ooh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to open up to the floor. Oh. But before I do that, I'm going to say, every film has a shared universe. I got one. Good. It's loose. <laughs> Might be a long bow. I'm if you say Ted's uh, dead, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> the SWAT truck. <laughs> um, no, no, no. The French uh, captain. Sure. What, what was he? Lieutenant? So maybe lieutenant. Yeah. 
is some kind of distant relative to Napoleon. Maybe. Mm. Oh, sorry. It's a longbow, but I don't hear any better no. suggestions. Yeah. I just feel like it's a it's it's a true story. It's a real event. It naturally just lives in the time frame <laughs> of yeah. yeah, yeah. Of 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 life on Earth, I don't Perhaps. think there needs to be any other crazy link. We don't have to, uh, guys. Come on, like we don't like have you said, to. It's a vessel. The, correct. <laughs> we don't. The, the The link doesn't have to be super specific. This is, you know, they, they all breathe oxygen. So did Bill and Ted. Uh-huh. They are all linked. Mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> like I feel like they would have definitely uh, covered this in their history class. Of course, oh, this this course. incident. Of course, like, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's it's good just one, right? a part of history. Yeah, yep. Well, as the the French soccer playing dudes. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one thing. So we we were discussing this movie at some point, obviously in our little group chat, and it was like, yeah, it's a movie about a soccer game, and I was like, oh, okay, sweet. So yeah, I was getting mixed up with time, the I was getting mixed up with the other movie. Yeah, the whole time I'm expecting this big soccer game, to happen. <laughs> and at one point I, I like you know click the mouse to see how far in I am, and I'm like. Man, this soccer game must be short. I think amazing. <laughs> there's another movie more about the soccer game, and also Monty Python touch on the soccer match oh, as well right. in one of their skits. Um, they obviously, you know, do a very Monty Python esque thing yeah. about it um, and turn it into something bigger. But there's the the other film is more about the the soccer match that was I can't remember what, it, what the other film's called, but yeah, the soccer match. I enjoyed that part of the letter. You know, when you're hearing all the letters read out, and one of the letters was like. Yeah, but they admitted afterwards that they all played together before this. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they we was got, cheating. We got hosed, but yeah, they were a proper team. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, cool. Well, yeah. happy end of 2020, you guys. We did it. We yeah. got there. We yeah. did it. We're in the booth. Mm-hmm. Who what knows what will happen next year? Do you want to pick well, something now? It'll be World War Three, according to Brad's. So, yeah, what? yeah. So Let's pick something now. Whose turn is it to pick? I'm. Is it mine? It's after Brad. Oh my god, is it mine? It's me, maybe. Is it? Oh my god. Yep. Is it me? No, it's Tim. Ah, oh, damn it! Actually, no. no. I like Tim's. Tim's got good choices. You, you chose what was the last film you chose? Ah, uh, Sicario. Yeah, it was Sicario. It was yeah. Sicario. Yeah. That's awesome. a good choice. Timmy, first um, first film of the of next year. Whenever we get to it, I'm actually really excited. I've also this. got a cracking listener request, so oh, fantastic! We could okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I've been putting this one aside for a little while. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Um, oh, but it's going to be a hell of a wait. Oh no, but that just it means is. you get to watch it a bunch of times. And we actually mentioned it this episode. It was Ooh. from 2000 with Jamie Bell and <laughs> our second appearance. By um, Mr. Ballet himself, Fucking Mr. Barley. Gary Lewis. We're going to do <laughs> Billy Elliot. Oh, excellent. Uh, cool, nice. cool. Okay. Right. Well, I've seen it once, I think. Yeah, I stayed at school. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Billy Elliot. Cool. What's him? What's the Billy Elliot guy been recently? He was in something. Jamie Bell. Yeah, he was in something very recently. Um, I don't know. Stuff. He was in Stuff. King Kong. Oh, right. Uh, that was a while ago now. That was that was 2005. There you, oh, right, there you go. It was. It was in the. Awesome. I saw that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm. Cool. Well, it's going to be a long wait. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you know. we need a break. I, I feel we deserve it. <laughs> we deserve it. <that>, yeah. <laughs> Do we? 
We usually I haven't left my house in months. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting a momentum up, fellas. I feel like we usually I come back at the start of February, so people could probably expect that. I usually January is usually a write-off for me just because of work. Yeah. I can't even remember what time we got back. Maybe we'll do a, a summer series bro-pisode or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to, just sure. to keep the punters watering at the mouth. Yeah. You can do the police academies. That's enough. That should keep oh, it going. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what, Brad. How about you do the police <laughs> yeah. academies? Oh, cool. Great. Well, have a very safe and enjoyable Christmas and New Year's, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the year, sticking with us. Um, we hope you've gotten through it okay. Um, and we'll see you in 2021. But look, in the meantime, be excellent to your ears and don't forget to potty on dudes. Thank <laughs> you.